0: Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, episode number 100. At the time of this recording, Bitcoins are trading at $10,438 each. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now, that's gravy. Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, and thanks for joining me as I podcast from Nashville, Tennessee, the Bitcoin epicenter of the South. I'm your host, John Barrett, here each week with my trusty dog, Maxwell, right by my side. Say hello, Maxwell. (laughs) We're two Bitcoin fanatics who love talking with people about Bitcoin and sharing what we learn with you, the listener. Longtime listeners, thank you once again for supporting the show with your tips. And new listeners, we hope you enjoy the show. On today's show, I am privileged to be speaking with a very enthusiastic group of Bitcoiners who get together every Tuesday night to talk about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and the future of the world. That's right, cryptocurrency, the new asset class that enables decentralized applications. I have to say, it's pretty darn exciting to see so much tech coming to Nashville. And now with BTC Media here and Hashed Health, Looks like we really are becoming the Bitcoin blockchain epicenter of the south. Once again, at the Village Pub and Beer Garden, 1308 McGavick Pike here in East Nashville, right next to Mitchell's Deli. And we are thrilled once again to gather with our Bitcoin friends and talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and all things related. Let's see who's here tonight. What's your name? Marty. Marty, nice to meet you, man. How long have you been into Bitcoin and all of this craziness? Eight days. Eight days. Oh, nice. So you came here to learn a little something, is that right? Yeah, just trying to get a grasp for the whole concept. Okay, great. Well, welcome, welcome. And young man, what's your name? Anil. Anil. And how long have you been in the Bitcoin world? Oh, about a year. About a year. Okay. So you're a little bit ahead of Marty. (laughs) That's good. And you came here tonight just to meet with Bitcoin folks to learn a little something,
1: to share some of your own knowledge. What are you doing here? Well, I'm working on a wallet for a cryptocurrency right now. Okay, you're working
0: on a specific wallet for a specific
1: cryptocurrency? Yeah, like um, one of the big things with the cryptocurrency is um, with this particular type of wallet is that it's going to authenticate you. So right here we have take picture of face. Okay, so now can I take a picture of you? Uh, You someone else. Okay. I'm not very photogenic. Okay. Can I take a picture of you? Yeah. Okay. So what I want you to do is like, give me a really big smile. You're not with a government agency, are you? No, I'm not. Okay, cool. Go ahead. So now here we've got the overlay of all the points on his face, and that goes on and off. Since he's smiling here, we have joy is very likely, and then you have all these other characteristics, and this is all the things that it's been sensing here. Now is this for security for the individual who owns the wallet so that no one else could access their wallet? Well, actually, it's part of the um, the mining process. Is your identity in addition to uh, proof of work? There's also um, proof of identity is another factor that backs the currency. Well, now, are you developing this yourself, or do you have a team? Uh, there's a team. Okay, and tell me the name of this. This is the Calorie Miner Wallet, Calorie Coin, Calorie Coin. Now, does Calorie Coin exist yet? No, it doesn't exist yet. Okay, now, in a nutshell, tell us what it's all about. Right now, the, the problem with uh, Bitcoin is that the proof-of-work algorithm involves using a lot of uh, electrical current, and basically the, the, cu- the currency is backed by how much electrical current you waste, so it's powered by electromotive force. Well, there's other, another way of proof-of-work would be physical force, and that's what this uh, goes by. I love it, man. It looks really cool. How long has this been in development? About a year.
0: Very cool, man. Well, we will have to talk about that more in a little bit. Thank you, man. Sure. And, young man, what is your name? David. David, what are you
2: doing here, man? You just drinking beer? i uh, hoping to talk about Bitcoin. How long have you been in the Bitcoin world? Well, I've been in since 2015 with Dogecoin, but I put skin in the game with Bitcoin and Litecoin and other stuff last year in nice. April. Nice. Are you a
0: Dogecoin millionaire yet?
2: I have Eight? Eight. Just eight. eight? Eight of them.
0: I think they're going to need a little more, man. Yeah, before Robin Hood goes live. Definitely. Exactly, exactly. So were you involved at all in helping to fund that Jamaican bobsled team a few years back? No, no, I read about it. Though. That's good, that's good, because I think they came in dead last in the Olympics, <laughs> man. <laughs> anyway, we're and we're on to another Olympic year, which tells me time has passed very quickly. Well, nice to have you here, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. And we have... Uh, We have a female here, which is very unusual. What's your name? Susan. Susan. And what are you doing here? How long have you been in the Bitcoin world? About two weeks. About two weeks. Wow. And how did you hear about Bitcoin, or how did you hear about this?
2: Well, I found you online, but I have heard about Bitcoin just because we have some friends
1: that are are trading in and into it, and of course, you're seeing it everywhere now.
3: Yeah. Are your
0: friends doing pretty well with it?
1: I don't know. I've got a friend that's got a portfolio.
0: I'm okay. not sure exactly how that's going overall. Okay. Um, and then you realize it's, technically that's called a crypto folio. Hey, there you <laughs> go. A
2: crypto folio. That's nice, nice.
0: Powerful. So have you started your own crypto folio? No, not yep. yet. Have you I'm bought not. any Bitcoin? Yes. A little bit of Bitcoin? Yes. Nice. And you're going to buy a little bit of what else? I bought Ripple bought some ripple some xrp okay you know those
1: I don't know I don't know enough about
0: the others that's why I'm here I want to learn nice nice well you're sitting right next to a gentleman
3: who has
0: been in the Nashville Bitcoin space since the Nashville Bitcoin space existed Again. this guy was here at the very first the early bitcoin meetups that we had back in the day and he is famous for, among other things, good conversation, a great deal of knowledge, but also his food. (laughs) We'd have these meetups over at Emma, the newfangled office space, and James would show up and he would cater the deal. And I'm talking about some of the best barbecue I've ever had in my life and all the fixings, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Let me introduce you to James White. He's munching on some chips and a burger right now, so it's a perfect time to interrupt him. James, how you doing, man? Quite well. There he goes with a sip of beer, man. I don't want to stop you from chasing those potato chips, man. So, uh, James, how long have you been in the Bitcoin world? Since about end of 11, early 12. Okay, I think that back in the day, we interviewed you on the show back when Lid Shaw was my podcast partner. Is that right? I'm sure I did. That was the early days. And what have you seen change in the Bitcoin space since those early days? I mean, that's a big, huge question, right? Uh, too many altcoins and uh, <laughs> prices went up. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: and that's so. That's good and bad, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but mostly good. Mostly good. got. Yeah. yeah, yeah, We got a lot of maturing to do. We got a lot of maturing to do. I agree with that. And uh, so, what do you do in the Bitcoin world? Uh, mostly buy and hold. Buy and hold. So you're a hodler. You're you're hodling, hodling, hodling. That's a smart move in a bull market. That's what they say. Hold, right? No, No reason to panic and sell and have weak hands and all that. So how do you feel the awareness is growing here in Nashville for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies? Well, we have ATMs now. Yeah, that's right. We do. Good point. But we only
4: still have one restaurant that takes it. Right now, only flight that I know of in Nashville. Yeah,
0: only flight. That's pretty sad and, you know... Until we get some cheaper transactions, we're probably not going to see many more. Yeah, you won't see many in Bitcoin. No. not in Bitcoin. But Litecoin, what do you think about that? Uh, much better. Right. You and I were talking about that earlier today, and you told me some transaction you'd had recently. Tell us about that Litecoin transaction.
4: They, you can move 10 to 100, move 500, uh thousandths of a cent. One of the bigger transactions, it came down at three thousandths of a cent. And it was basically within two seconds
0: it hit the other wallet. By the time you turned around and back around, it was done. I've had that same experience with Litecoin. It's great to see it working that fast. I think one day Bitcoin will work that fast when we have these other things built on top of it. But for right now, we are where we are. And I think Litecoin is a huge contender in the long run. I really do, man. I think it could be the digital currency that's used where other people are saying it's going to be Dash. Other people are saying it's going to be one of these completely anonymous coins, Monero, Zcash, whatever. I would put my money on Litecoin.
4: I would, too. The technicals are better. The float's big enough. It's scalable. Yeah. So there'll be plenty in the end game. There's going to be four or five of these taken everywhere eventually, like MasterCard, Amex, Visa, Discover. Yeah. So we'll have four, maybe five, uh, that will
0: be accepted. Yeah. You know, that's I agree. Yeah. Hey, nice talking to you, man. Good talking with you. I'm eavesdropping here on a guy, it sounds like he knows what he's talking about. We're still here, of course, at the Village Pub and uh, this guy's just raising a Guinness. Oh, that Guinness looks good. You know, I I rarely drink anymore these days, but I might have to have a Guinness tonight because that looks so darn good. Oh, there is nothing like a Guinness. I got a song about it I might play later on. Uh, What is your name? Bruce. So tell us, Bruce, how long have you been in the Bitcoin world and what brought you out here tonight?
5: Uh, people meet up uh, about 2013 okay and
0: how'd you hear about tonight
5: Uh, Facebook Facebook okay
0: nice I think I just posted that for the first time on Facebook, and I think that's Jesse Alvey that runs that thing. But anyway, so yeah, tell us if you would between sips of Guinness, how you got into the Bitcoin space without going into too much detail, and what are your aspirations moving forward here in 2018?
5: Um, I'd like to see merchant adoption come back. Uh, but I uh, got into it from from the tech standpoint. You know, it's it's the evolution of money in my in my viewpoint. It's it's where it's got to go. I got into it actually from a group of friends uh, over beers. Uh, we were playing trivia and they were like, hey, have you heard of this uh, Bitcoin? And I was like, you know, I remember e-gold and things like that from back in the day. And I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's going to fail. It's, it's the same thing, but it's it's different. It's it's a different model and uh, I, ho- I hope it succeeds.
0: Me too. Now, you said you'd come to the space from tech. What do you do in tech?
5: Uh, actually, I'm... Uh, originally a Linux admin so, okay um, but uh, yeah so I'm, I'm dabbling a lot of a lot of things computer wise okay we're gonna pause
0: for a sip of Guinness here sure. go ahead man <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's talk about Linux for a second because James to my left here's a Linux guy All right. yeah, that's All right. cool. so you know most people when they think about getting into Bitcoin, they don't have any thoughts about security because they don't understand how important security is. They may be doing it on a PC, which is a bad idea. They may be doing it on a Mac, which is a better idea, but still not the greatest idea. If they're doing it on a Linux computer, that's the best idea that there is. What's your take on that?
5: Uh, well, m- maybe I mean you know in in the wake of the the uh, speculative exec attacks uh, it really doesn't doesn't matter what you're running on you know the processor it, it's it's all insecure you know so you can air gap stuff things like that that's really if you want security paper wallets you know it's it's. Uh, Way to go.
0: Yeah, you know, I agree with you in part, and yet I think if someone was a Linux user and they were comfortable with that and that was the operating system like Ubuntu or whatever, something that's easy to use that they've been using for years and they just started getting into Bitcoin versus the guy who's been using PCs for years and he's just starting to get into Bitcoin. If neither one of them knows much about security, I am certain that that Linux guy is going to be safer in the long run than using a Dell PC.
5: So, agreed, but... um... So, you know, computers are actually like desktops, laptops are kind of taking a backseat to mobile. So, you know, you might want to look at Android wallets. So like hand cash here, you know, it's a Bitcoin cash wallet. And it has NFC capability. Right now it's in beta, but uh, it's kind of the point where you just you bang your phone against another phone, and there you go. You hand it off just like cash, peer-to-peer electronic cash.
0: Now, hang on just a sec. Let me move a little. I don't want you to think anything weird's happening. Let me move a little closer to you. Uh, get my Android up there. No, that's cool, man. Yeah, I didn't know about that with the NFC, particularly for that wallet. How many mobile wallets do you have? I think I have three on here. So. Okay, I think I've got three on mine. Do you have the Mycelium wallet? Do you like uh,
5: it? I've played around with that. Um... I don't think I have that one on here right now. What are your picks? I've used it. Right now, I have the Bitcoin.com. Um, elect, electrum and uh, the the hand cash. Uh, so I'm I'm a Bitcoin Cash fan.
1: Okay,
0: okay. So you're a Roger Ver fan.
5: Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. And you know the guy gets a lot of hate, but uh, he's got some fans too. And you know I, everybody has flaws, right? So you know I don't I don't go for the character assassination. I listen to what he says, and I. You know, I take that under consideration. And what he says, I believe to be true, you know? Yeah, I
0: think he's got a lot of truth to speak. I also happen to know he's a really nice guy. He would do anything to help anybody out. Um, I think he's made some explosive remarks that he didn't need to that he probably regrets yeah, I'm sure yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, you, know, you know that's everybody's got that's everybody
0: laws. does that yeah, it just yeah. happened to be the <laughs> the camera was on right yeah. if if people saw some of the things or heard some of the things oh, I've oh, said are talking
5: about the middle finger deal yeah, yeah the okay. middle finger yeah. so he was he was baited into that because at the end of that he was like all right those those of you who wagered that he would rage quit you win so i mean he was he was obviously he was. baiting him you know, he was
0: baited, but he fell for the bait, which he, he you're not supposed to let people know where you keep your goat, right? <laughs> you're supposed to keep that goat well hidden. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, fundamentally I think that Roger Vare has a lot of truth to speak about Bitcoin Cash and about what Bitcoin was originally supposed to be at versus what it has become, although I'm still a huge Bitcoin fan, obviously.
5: You know, they, they could raise the block size tomorrow and it, it would be good. It's They've kind of killed the goose, in my opinion. You know, they killed that momentum, that first mover had yeah. So well, I mean,
0: I think it's turning into something different than what Satoshi intended. But, it is, it is. but I would say that as far as its security, that's my main interest in seeing that security. Remain robust, and the whole thing remaining anti-fragile, and it moving forward as this base-level protocol that all of these things can be built upon, as long as we can continue to say even more than today that it is decentralized.
5: That's really important. Okay. Well, the decentralization, the point of that is to provide security, right? Yeah. So the, decent, decentralization is not the goal. Security is the goal. Well, right? they're both, in my so, opinion, both. So it's you know you don't have to have this massive, massive amount of decentralization. You have you just have to have enough to make it secure, you know, to, to defeat any attacks. For the second layer solutions to work, the underlying layer has to work. So yes. if, if you cripple that underlying layer, second layer is irrelevant, you know?
0: Right, but we certainly don't want to see a Bitcoin that we know is super-duper secure but it's completely centralized. That's
5: not what we want. Right, right. Well, uh, you know, uh, kind of if, if you... If you want adoption, there's got to be some trade-offs, right? So look at the U.S. dollar. It's centralized. You know, everybody uses it, though. That is the go-to global reserve currency. You know, it's centralized. So you know, there's a there's a level of centralization that you're that you're just going to have to accept in my mind. And but you you don't want the 51% tax. Is is what you want enough decentralization? to where you can't have a 51% attack. And that's that's it. That's it.
0: You know. I think moving forward, we're going to see an incredibly robust and secure Bitcoin base level protocol and built on top of that, all of the things that allow us to use it as currency for micropayments and remittances and all of that. That's what I think we're going to see in the future. And I believe it's going to be very 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 decentralized that's my take on it and i think you and i are gonna to have to lag wrestle later
5: Bye, no, fine, fine.
0: <laughs> hey where are you from anyway man i'm
5: from here i'm Over from
0: here from nice here. nice i'm from indiana man we're big lag wrestlers back in indiana all right, all right. <laughs> hey thanks a lot man nice to meet you john yeah nice to meet you man thanks
5: yeah no problem
0: this episode of Bitcoins and Gravy is brought to you by our good friends at moonshinebootwax.com. Made by hand in small batches right here in East Nashville, Tennessee, Moonshine Cowboy Bootwax is the original, all natural, non toxic bootwax with a scent of orange. Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax is a proprietary blend of American beeswax and other fine all-natural ingredients. It's specially formulated to feed and protect your leather while also offering an excellent long-lasting shine. Whether it's your cowboy boots, your expensive wingtips, or your wife's favorite pumps, Moonshine Boot Wax is a must-have for gentlemen who care about their appearance moonshine boot wax is proud to partner with community food advocates a non-profit organization working to end hunger by creating a healthy just and sustainable food system together with community food advocates moonshine cowboy boot wax is making a positive difference in the nashville community one shine at a time you can buy your very own four ounce tin today by going to moonshinebootwax.com and best of all you can pay using bitcoin all right so a couple more bitcoiners just walked in not at the exact same time but they're both named jeff i don't know how that happened you know it's a weird world uh jeff how did you first hear about this bitcoin meetup and how did you first hear about Bitcoin?
6: Well, I first heard about the Bitcoin meetup uh, just by Googling, just getting online looking for a Nashville at Bitcoin. Those are the two keywords that I, you know, kind of come back to when I forget where the website is. And uh, but I first uh, heard about Bitcoin several years ago and didn't really do anything about it. Uh, but it just it kept uh, needing, needling at me, you know, uh, over the past year or so. And finally, o- August, I just couldn't couldn't take it anymore. So I took the dive and uh, you know signed up for uh, Coinbase account invested in some of uh, the ones that we could, the Litecoin, you know, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and uh, just recently started doing some mining as well. Nice, nice, excellent. And um, you're
0: another Jeff. Jeff, what's your name?
3: Uh, Jeff Jacobson. Nice. So you've been here week after week. I've been here about uh, four or five, six weeks. I, um, I'm i visiting from Costa Rica, and I'm on my way to Chicago to open up a over-the-counter cryptocurrency desk. That's pretty exciting, so tell us about that. I am an advisor to an ICO out of Chiang Mai, Northern Thailand, called Anchorus, A N K-O-R-U-S. And our ICO finished on December twenty-fifth. We um launched our coin on two exchanges on December twenty-sixth on Ether Delta and IDEX. And um We're pivoting. We did not meet our soft cap. And we returned the Ethereum to the contributors. We allowed them to keep their coin. And because we do not have to deliver on our roadmap, because we did not raise the money. You know, an ICO is a way for startups to raise money. So we're pivoting now, and we're can return to Chicago where we came from, from the futures business. We traded commodities, um, FX, and we're going to operate under the auspices of a broker dealer. And the object is to keep everyone's money safe, and the broker dealer. Uh, business has, has the banking, the compliance, the regulation, the licensing. They've been in business for forty years, and because they know us, they're willing to uh, to take us on. The you know, Cryptolandia is is the Wild West right now, and
2: you know,
3: no one wants to send their money to a, a cryptocurrency exchange and. Eastern Europe or Asia, you know, uh, it's all about getting your money out after, Yeah, yeah. After you, after you put it in.
0: Right. And I have to ask though, why Chicago? Haven't you seen the weather up there, man?
3: I have seen the weather and that's sort of what's keeping me in Nashville. <laughs> Although the weather here isn't uh, as great as I was <laughs> it would be.
0: Well, I love the Nashville weather because it goes up and down and if you've never lived here for any length of time. There's no way to know what's going on. Once you've been here a couple of years, you realize that, wow, near the, what most people in the United States think of as the middle of winter, we realize is kind of coming near the end of winter for us so we start to have these warm days you know it'll be 20 degrees then five days later it will be 70 degrees you know and it's just up and down like that we have really long springs and really long falls here and yeah I love the weather here It never gets too bad except in the middle of summer the brutal heat and humidity and all the mosquitoes other than that (laughs) I like the weather well that's exciting stuff man
3: yes I'm uh, anxious to get started you know there's worldwide pent-up demand for people to onboard into crypto it feels like it's 1994 and it's the year before the Netscape browser
0: yeah
3: and uh the onboarding is absolutely atrocious and and the shame is that there are people my age who maybe want to approach this thing and at first they have to get past the that's not money And then, you know, how do I get involved? It's a chaotic period, but there's also a lot of opportunity.
0: Yeah, a lot of opportunities in this chaotic period, I agree. And, you know, for me, it's very exciting. It's not quite as exciting as it was in the early days of Bitcoin, because we have a lot more of the finance end coming into it. And we have a lot of people coming in who just want to try to get rich. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We don't like to be Bitcoin millionaires, I suppose, but not the way it was back in the good old days, early days of Bitcoin, but definitely exciting times worldwide and to see what regulators are trying to do, how they'll succeed, how they'll fail, how the coins are doing, how the technology's doing. Yeah, it's an amazing time. Well, yeah, let's see here what's going on uh, behind me. We've We've got a Reuben sandwich. These are all on their famous, the Village Pub and Beer Garden is famous for their pretzel buns. So this guy's eating a chicken sandwich over there on a pretzel bun. This guy's eating a Reuben on a pretzel bun. I'm going to have a bean burger in a little bit on a pretzel bun. And you get a little choice of potato chips on the side or a pretty decent sized ramekin, actually, of pasta salad. And there's, of course, a wide selection of beers here and cocktails, mixed drinks. This is a full bar here. Take a look around. to Preds night. In case you are listening and you're not a Nashville person or a Tennessee person, you don't know what the Preds are. The Preds are the Predators. That is the hockey team that has taken Nashville by storm and grabbed the hearts of hockey lovers here in Nashville and created a whole new generation of hockey lovers here in Nashville. But, yeah, this is it. This is the Bitcoin meetup. Every Tuesday night from 7 to 10 p.m. here at the Village Pub and Beer Garden on McGavick Pike in East Nashville, just next to Mitchell's Deli every Tuesday night until the end of time from 7 to 10 p.m. Join us, please. We would love to have you here. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned bitcoiner, If you have questions that you cannot find answers to, show up here. We will answer those questions for you. If you don't know how to set up a wallet on your smartphone, we will help you do that. Even if you have an iPhone, we can still help you. (laughs) Uh, Also, we can help you understand better all about security. One of the most difficult parts of the Bitcoin cryptocurrency world is security. How do you secure what you have purchased? Remember, exchanges are incredibly dangerous, and keeping your coins there is referred to as keeping your coins with a custodian. Every exchange is a custodial wallet, and what you want to do is to keep your coins in a wallet that you control, that you are the custodian for, and that means you have control of the private keys. Not sure what that means? Come by the Village Pub here in East Nashville on a Tuesday night, and we will tell you everything you need to know about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, blockchain, tech, and of course I would be remiss in my duties if I didn't say hello to our nice waitress this evening. Hi, what's your name? Paige. Hi Paige, Uh, thank you for letting us be here tonight, and have you had good luck with the Bitcoin people here so far? Are they tipping you well?
2: they are doing well here. I'm always happy to take care of you guys.
0: Okay, thank you very much. I will make sure that everybody tips you very well, and I'll, I'll see you every week, I guess, right?
2: Yeah,
4: of
3: course.
0: Okay, thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, in case you're wondering, listeners, page is beautiful.
3: <laughs>
0: Listen to that. Oh that's cool. So, Jeff is showing me on his phone. <laughs> this is really cool. Jeff is showing me on his phone his Bitcoin mining rig. This is very cool, man. And, um, you reckon you're mining about how much Bitcoin?
6: Uh, right now, it's uh, about 0.01 every about two days. Uh, at current value uh, today was about 90 bucks every couple days. So I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's going to get up there pretty fast. Electric is usually uh, it's about 90 to 100 dollars per miner right now. Per month. Per month. You were talking about not chasing the dollars, but chasing yeah. the Bitcoin. And Tell the us what thing, you mean by that. The main thing is, you know, if you, especially with what happened in the last uh, the last week with the Bitcoin and Ethereum, Litecoin, the crash or correction, whatever you want to call it, yeah. you know, if, if you get into the mindset of chasing dollars, then, you know, you can easily start freaking out and, you know, pull the plug and, and you know, say, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm selling everything. Yeah. But if you're chasing Bitcoin or chasing Ethereum or chasing Litecoin, uh, you know, if you always got that coming in. You know the bounce back is coming, so you don't have to worry. The money's going to come back.
0: Yeah, it's a nice way to look at it, man. Well, good luck with your mining. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And this young man, this young man,
6: what's your name again?
0: David.
2: You're into all kinds of things in the crypto world, right?
0: Right. So, are you a tech guy?
2: Yeah, I like to think of myself as a tech guy who can't do the tech stuff. Who can't do the tech stuff? I've tried to learn Java and Unity and HTML. The only success I've had is with HTML, that's the only one that really makes the most sense to me. Nice, nice. Well,
0: are you going to pursue that as far as the tech angle?
2: I've thought about it. I'm not really sure
0: what I want to do in life yet. Well, that's cool. You're still young, so you have the whole world ahead of you. Ah, youth, I remember it well. Well that's cool, man. So, you dabbled in some different cryptocurrencies we were talking about, right?
2: Right, I, uh, Poet, Stellar Lumens, Cardano, I try to look at a lot of ICOs that even though I can't invest in because they have high limits, I definitely look at for future tokens, like Well, Well's a really cool um, health market cryptocurrency that's coming out and they've already raised 3 million in the private sale. So they have a lot of potential. Nice. And that's called Well? Well. The Well token. Check it out. I will. And what do you think about wax? I haven't heard of wax. What's that?
0: Oh, check it out, man. You'll just have to check it out. You'll have to listen to one of my podcasts, and you'll learn all about wax.
2: I'll definitely look it up. Cool. Hey,
0: thanks a lot, man. Thanks.
2: I have. I use Shift more as like my emergency card. So let's say shit hits the fan, something bad happens, and I need access to all my crypto. I sell my Ethereum, Litecoin, convert that all into Bitcoin, and then use my Shift card. That's. It's more of a backup card for me. Shift card is going through coinbase shift card is going through coinbase right i have a shift card i just haven't
0: used it i've never used it either because i don't have anything on coinbase now because i'm smart (laughs) uh,
4: you don't don't. don't want to
0: keep it there but you could have it there but then you're using the shift card but then you're risking having it on coinbase which i don't know how much of a risk you guys think it is but it's (laughs) riskier than controlling the private keys yourself it is risky
4: I've got all of ninety-eight bucks and seventy-one cents as of right now on there nice. because I don't trust them. As far as I can throw them, right? They're one of the biggest targets in the world.
2: Yeah. Hacking.
4: Right behind Bitfinex over in South Korea. These guys are about the second, and they're the largest in North America, and they're about the second largest in the world. Right. So you know they're one of the biggest targets in the world.
0: Well, I've had all of my accounts hacked over the past three months, and the kind of hacking that someone did. Was And I think it's someone that doesn't like me, which, you know, it's hard to believe anybody wouldn't like me. <clears throat> but um, anyway, so the way that they hacked me was they just tried to log into my account over and over again until it locked me out. And they did that with every exchange that I had anything on, very little, including Coinbase, and thereby shut me down. And if you want to know how long it takes once coinbase shuts you down because you've tried someone's tried to log in under your email address too many times it takes a long time with coinbase and their customer service over the phone is horrible and they will disconnect you on purpose i hate to say these negative things but it's just a fact Uh, don't trust the exchanges don't trust any of them is my advice Uh, use them for what you need if you need to make a trade that's great but then send that crypto back to your cold storage and keep it there right
2: once i get enough money in all my various altcoins like a hundred dollars each i'll take the twenty dollar hit from the deposit rate and put it in cold storage smart man very smart
0: every tuesday night from 7 to 10 p.m. here at the Village Pub and Beer Garden on McGavick Pike in East Nashville, just next to Mitchell's Deli every Tuesday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Join us, please. We would love to have you here. If you have questions that you cannot find answers to, we will answer those questions for you every Tuesday night from 7 to 10 p.m. I'd like to thank my guests on today's show which includes all of the good people who joined us last week on a chilly tuesday night at the village pub here in nashville to talk bitcoin to share an ice cold beer a hot pretzel sandwich and the good company of other crypto enthusiasts What a great way to share what you've learned and continue to learn about Bitcoin and all things related. I'll see you guys next week for more of the same good times. Oh, and don't forget to tip your waitresses and your bartender. Good folks over there at the Village Pub and Beer Garden on McGavick Pike. We're there every Tuesday night, 7 to 10. Come join us, please. And of course, I'd like to thank my loyal listeners, that's you, for tuning in and for giving me your thoughtful feedback about the show. Your comments in the show notes are always appreciated, as are the tips that you send to my Bitcoin wallet. I'm a hard-working guy with two jobs and without a lot of money, so every little bit counts. Even the 50-cent tip sent to my wallet goes a long way to making me feel that doing this podcast on a volunteer basis is worth it. It also helps keep the lights on and coffee in the kettle. Signing off now from Nashville, Tennessee, the Bitcoin blockchain epicenter of the South... I'm John Barrett, the host of Bitcoins and Gravy, here each week with my trusty dog, Maxwell, right by my side. Say goodbye, Maxwell. (laughs) Until next week, friends, remember that the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing. So do something, y'all, and be proud of it. And, you know, if it feels at times like the problems of the world are just too big and you're just too small and you don't see any way that you can make an impact or you can change these things, well, then don't. But change the things that you can. And it all starts with kindness, being kind to ourselves and to our neighbors and to our families. Here's a good quote from C. Neil Strait. Kindness is more than deeds. It is an attitude, an expression, a look, a touch. It is anything that lifts another person. And I like the rest of this quote. It is like a fresh breeze that relieves the journey of tired souls. Oh, 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 listeners, so many tired souls in this world, and we've all felt that. So when you see a tired soul, smile at them and help lift that burden. Do something that is like a fresh breeze for them that relieves the journey of their tired soul. Thanks for listening, guys. hope you have a great week. Now climb aboard, y'all. This train is bound for glory, and there's plenty of room for all. Count our money out for every government. Oh, Bitcoin flies on through the skies of virtuality. A promise to deliver us from age-old tyranny. Oh, Bitcoin, as you're going into the old blockchain. Oh, Bitcoin, I know you're gonna reign. Go knows everybody knows till everybody knows your name till everybody knows everybody knows till everybody knows your give me some exposure everybody knows your name sing it oh lord pass me some more oh lord before i have to go oh lord pass me some more
7: The thing, I want to shift the conversation slightly because I think it's wrong to think about cryptocurrencies displacing fiat or measuring cryptocurrencies against the fiat they displace. Okay. That, I think, is not the right way to look at it any more than we would look at the internet and say, well, how many phone lines and fax machines has the internet displaced? Well, it hasn't really displaced them. What it did was it rendered the entire paradigm obsolete and made the very measurement of internet in terms of phone lines and facts ludicrous and irrelevant and so the question is When do we start measuring Bitcoin, not in terms of it being worth $450, but in terms of one Bitcoin being worth one Bitcoin, and in terms of Bitcoin not displacing economic activity in fiat, but essentially enabling completely new models of economic activity that have nothing to do with the old paradigm and cannot even be measured in terms of the old paradigm. We're currently measuring cryptocurrencies in terms of the old paradigm because that's the context we have. That's a bit like saying that the total value of the internet is the number of the users times how much they're paying for their DSL and cable modem connections. Or how many bricks and mortar stores it's replaced. And again, that's completely missing the point. It enables entirely new ways of communicating. Well, Bitcoin enables entirely new ways of economic... Transactions and economic activity. So from that perspective, I think it's wrong to look at whether a nation or a significant percentage of population have adopted Bitcoin. Let's look more at the possibility of having the first transnational community of economic activity on the Internet that is independent of nation states and that exhibits elements of sovereignty through financial purchasing power on its own without the use of a sovereign currency. Uh, So that is far more interesting to me because it completely renders the old paradigm irrelevant and makes it unnecessary to measure ourselves by those metrics. I think one of the key things we're going to see is Bitcoin affecting some of the core capabilities within the internet. For example, monetizing and rewarding the creation of content, as well as building and paying for infrastructure for internet connectivity, by making that infrastructure productive in terms of economic activity, because it now carries a currency over it. The other big milestones for me are the ability to disrupt the remittances market, enabling the transnational flows of currency from migrant workers to their home countries and families, which can have a very, very significant and immediate impact on poverty around the world, because that's one of the most exploitative markets in financial services. And the third one is enabling um, essentially uh, cryptocurrency IPOs, where companies anywhere in the world can make public offerings of crypto stocks available to investors anywhere in the world without any barriers to entry and creating completely new economic activity by allowing for direct investment. So peer-to-peer payments, peer-to-peer remittances, peer-to-peer crowdfunding as some of the first three major milestones for cryptocurrencies.
2: Good boy.